You are now listening to the Motivational Mentors Podcast with your hosts, Luke Burrows. Touch on morning routines. I think people have to find something that works for them. And Arsenio Buck. Hey, Arsenio, let's go party. Hey, party. If someone asked me to party right now, Luke, come on. What the hell's a party? A party? A party for what? Welcome back to Motivational Mentors. I am your host, one of your hosts, Arsenio, and I got my sidekick over there, Luke Burrows. I like saying that name, <laughs> out there in Stroud, England. And you know what? Today is a good day. We got a youngster. No, not a youngster. But we got a guy by the name of Ben Trell, a podcaster right out of Detroit, Michigan. What's going on, Ben? What is up, fellas? Happy Saturday. <laughs> happy, saturday, happy saturday man happy saturday afternoon happy saturday morning oh yeah man so yeah luke normally yeah sorry luke i just took over but go ahead <laughs> no worries <laughs> man. yeah i mean um it happened yesterday as well when we done um uh, like free back-to-back podcast you know it was like afternoon where i am evening where arsenio is and then like the morning of our guests so you got all um, times a day covered out here yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. but ben it's so i'm like so happy to have you on the show we connected through uh, through instagram and um, i love what you were doing with your podcast and everything so um for the for for the listeners that don't know who you are maybe haven't come across your podcast could you explain who you are and what you do Yeah. Uh, So my name is Ben Trella. Uh, I am 21 years old out of Detroit, Michigan in the lovely United States of America. Uh, I am wrapping up a finance and accounting dual major. Uh, So I have a little bit of the technical expertise from uh, that perspective, but I've also uh, been working all throughout my college career. Uh, I've worked about part-time at least, so like 30-ish hours a week on top of a full-time class load. Uh, And then in the last six, not even six, it's what, July, so three months, uh, I launched a podcast called Taste for Tenacity. Uh, And the entire goal is to take stories of cool entrepreneurs and cool professionals that I've learned from and that have taught me and ultimately share those with a wider audience because if I'm the only one... uh, that is, you know, struggling or not necessarily struggling, but is putting together my career and my life plan. Uh, why not share those messages with other people? Uh, there's no way I'm the only one having these debates and that's wanting to have these conversations with cool people. So I figure I may as well share it for uh, anyone my age or even younger, even older, wherever they're at in their point in life. Uh, share it and see what we can learn together. So awesome, man. Yeah. So how did you like come across podcasting you know like did you listen to podcasts like growing up or yeah just, just kind of more about the like the inspiration I suppose of how you got got into it and and that really yeah so the real inspiration I've listened to podcasts almost religiously for a long time um, things have shifted since I started making my own I don't want to listen too much to other people's content because I want to keep my content true to myself Uh, and keep my style true to myself. And so I've started to kind of pare down the content I listen to and consume. And that's solely also based on time. It's tough to listen to everything when you're also making things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I listened to a number of different podcasts. And so I was familiar with the medium from, from kind of the consumer perspective. But the real thing that kind of sparked my interest and made it a lot more feasible for me to do a podcast on my own, uh, a friend of mine, a former coworker, Uh, launched his own real estate podcast. And so that was really a tangible example of someone that I knew saying, all right, 
this is kind of cool. I'm going to get after it. I'm going to, I'm going to put this thing together and see what happens. And so after kind of talking with him about his experience and realizing where I was at in life and my own personal style, I love video content. I love audio content. That's where I really thrive. Uh, and so it really seemed natural to, for me, put this together. And so it was a natural transition. The subject matter kind of came up naturally. Uh, so it's all been just a very, very almost easy experience to buy into. Wow. Um, you know what? And because you for, uh, you started your first podcast, and I'm very interested because when I, I'm telling you, my story is just, it's pretty, it's pretty insane, okay? We could go on and on and on about my story. But when I first started my podcast, I didn't really know what I was aiming at. I mm-hmm. didn't know my audience. I didn't know anything for that matter. I just wanted to voice my stories and document everything that I've been through leading up to, of course, this particular day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So personal development. So when I started my English language podcast, uh, it completely blew up. So the listeners, like, let's say, let's say about 60,000 plays over the last three and a half years of my personal development. Well, in a year and a half, my English language podcast has already matched that. So now I know what I'm doing with my audiences and whatnot. So because you don't consume that much content and, you know, because you want to keep yours very, very, you know, unique and whatnot. When you first started off your podcast, how'd you do it? Because there's probably a lot of people out there that want to start a podcast. And let's just say they got over the hump. Okay. They got over the hump of having that fear base. Oh, I'm afraid of being judged. And they say, you know what? I'm going to start one. How did you do it? And what, you know, how, how often were you doing it? Were this, were they subject specific? What was it that you started on? Yes. So uh, this is going to be a very fun two-part question because the first part, how did I start doing it? I just started. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a close friend and said, hey, you've done some cool stuff. Can I have you on? Can we interview? And we interviewed here at my dining room table. Um, And so it was really just taking that first step and saying like, okay, I want to do this. Let's do it. Uh, So really, it's not necessarily the best example to give because how did I start? I just started. You know, I just yeah. talk to people and that comes naturally to me. Um, so that's, that's part one. Part two, I really, really wanted to bring value to my listeners. And it's, it's constantly changed. I don't want to have a perfect, you know, this is my perfect outline of the show and we're going to walk through this step by step. Uh, because yeah. everyone's story varies so much. And so I want that room for flexibility. And then the second half of the show uh, have room to share the specific takeaways that anyone who's listening can take action on. And so the, the big thing was how do I get people talking? And that's just natural interaction. Um, and so it's been a constant, you know, ebb and flow as I figure out what my listeners might want, uh, what might take off, what might not. Um, so originally when I started, I said, oh, we'll just walk through your story and we'll kind of point out any actionable takeaways as they come up. Uh, instead for my newer shows, I'm switching the format. So part one is focused on your story. Part two is now your expertise. It's your experience. It's what you've learned that anyone who's listening can take and apply to their own life. On that then, and so with everything that, you, that you're doing, and obviously you're, you're at uni and that, where do you see yourself going? Is podcasting, is like this whole entrepreneurial world something that actually now you're in it, you know, you're really passionate about and want to continue with, or is your studies and kind of, that path still something that actually you're um, you're focusing on. I'm curious to know. Yeah, so this is a very very relevant question for me right now. Okay. Um, I actually 
had a job lined up at a large public accounting firm here in the in the states. Uh, they're one of the big four international uh, accounting firms, and you know I had loved the experience I had with them. It was absolutely incredible. But over the last year and a half, especially the last three months, I've realized I want to go way more entrepreneurial, uh, and so. I wound up calling on this past Thursday, calling the recruiter I was working with and saying, hey, uh, that job, I can't take it because I have this going on and I'm not the right fit. Uh, so I walked away from what most people would consider making it, um, which is a bold move on my part. I get that. That's not lost on me. Right, right. But, but I do want to go more the entrepreneurial route. And so podcasting, I'm going to keep my podcast go up and going. I'm currently partnering with a, a former professor of mine to put together a new project. So I have two podcasts in the queue right now, one active, one still in the development stages. Uh, and then we, what else? And then I'm also going to wind up doing some independent contractor work as a consultant. So I'm still going to have that technical experience and have that you know, place that I can kind of flex my, my finance and accounting muscles so that they don't fall out of practice. But my focus is definitely going to be the more entrepreneurial side because that's where I'm learning how to thrive. Mm. And so on that, what's the response been from you know, close friends and family on that decision that you made? So the main reaction has varied. Uh, the recruiter I was on the phone with was absolutely shocked. For her, it is unheard of for someone <laughs> to walk away three months before their start date. I was set to start September 12th. I walked away on, I think, July 17th, I'm pretty sure. Um, so that's unheard of. And especially the fact that I'm walking away to go into podcasting with a consulting side gig is kind of unheard of. So she was pretty shocked. She thought it was cool, but you know, it's understandable. I'm doing something ridiculous and that's the reaction I should get from most reasonable people in my field. Uh, I've had a couple of different mentors along the way and a couple of close friends that for the most part have seen the direction that I'm trending and seen where I want to go and are like, oh yeah, this is, this is a natural fit. I don't know why it's taken you so long to get here. Um, let me, leave me the time to make the decision, guys. This is a big deal. It's my life. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been, it's been mixed. Uh, nothing negative. And my favorite thing is if it's negative, I won't listen to it. And, and that makes life easy. Uh, so it's been very supportive from, you know, my brother, uh, that I, that I share an apartment with, or, you know, one of my closest friends, the one who actually launched that real estate podcast that opened the door for me. It's been supportive. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of see what happens over the next few months and see if I can put my money where my mouth is. Okay. So your brother who you're sharing an apartment with, right? Yeah. You got him and he's supportive. So let's just say, let's put, let's say that this is the Gen Z. Now your recruiter she could potentially be a Gen Z too, but let's say she's a what? Gen Y? She's right? a little bit older, yeah. Okay, she's a little bit older, but she was also cool with it. But the thing is, there's a huge differentiation between these generations because you're like, I'm turning this down, which would have been a significant, let's just say a significant amount of money or at least a very sustainable salary. Yep. But now you're going in the entrepreneurial realm. So when you first entered university, and now you're getting ready to wrap everything up. Was your intent to just, you know, basically get a job and work for the next 40 years, retire and play on a golf course for, you know, after, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. this is what a lot of people who have been in my life or were in my life in the past. And they're saying, 
you should go back to school and get a degree. I'm like, see, come on, guys. And the thing is, it's all Gen X, Gen B, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they just don't understand what's happening right now. So, yeah, what's your take on that? Number one, there's definitely that gap um, in, in terms of response. And here's the fun part. When I started at university, I was a theater major. Yeah, so we're going to unpack that right now for you. <laughs> Theater that you see what I mean? Okay, keep uh-huh. going. <laughs> yeah, so, so I started uh, my, with the company I work with currently uh, four days before I started at uni. So I have been working there and involved there for longer than I've been in school. Uh, so most of my learning has been in a professional setting. And so over those first, that first semester in my theater coursework, I realized that they wanted me to be a well-rounded individual in in the theater perspective or discipline in the theater discipline. So they wanted me to have like all the technical expertise of how to design sound, how to design lighting, how to design costumes, which you know would have been a working knowledge. It wasn't meant to be an expert by any means, but I don't have the skill set for that, and I don't have the mindset for that, and I don't have the vision for that. I make characters. That's where I thrived when I when I did theater, and so. As they wanted me to do that, I realized I couldn't get a theater degree because I wouldn't be invested in the remainder of the coursework that I was required to take outside of the performance aspect. So I realized through what I was working on at work, how positive and how strong of an impact that business can have if you do it the right way. Uh, And so I've become obsessed with figuring out the right way to do business. And so, you know, I did a brief stint as a communication studies major uh, because I was potentially going to leave my university, but I decided it wasn't the right move. So I stayed. Uh, And then I had this really cool experience where my boss came in uh, and she's like, yo, it's 6 p.m. I know you're trying to get out of here, but I need to be in a city three hours away in the morning for meetings. But there's an event here tonight that I want to be here for. Can you drive me? I'm like, "Uh, I'm hourly. Hell yeah, I can drive you. And so, so I, I got in the car with her in the morning, we drove down there and it turned out to be a day, a day filled with really fascinating tax meetings. It was stuff that was totally over my head, hundred percent. And they're like, Hey kid, can you take notes? I'm like, uh, I guess I'm qualified for this. Let's do it. Uh, so I was writing on the walls and trying to soak up as much knowledge as I could, but the real inflection point came, uh, at the end of the day, she said, Hey, there's a basketball game here tonight. Do you want to stay? Again, I'm an intern, I'm a college student, hell yeah. Uh, And so we were sitting in, we had a suite. So we were sitting in the suite, eating our dinner. And it was kind of one of the the breaks where they go to cut to commercial and they bring out like the hype up squad and everybody's getting into it. And they're getting like all the fans up and on their feet and loud and making noise. And I was sitting there, took a bite and just looked out over the sea of 15 some odd thousand people that were incredibly passionate about this team that they chose to adopt because it's a choice. Your sports team is a choice to an extent. Um, And so that was a real moment where I realized, wow, this is what business can do if you do it the right way. And so I was like, okay, I'm in accounting. I'll do the accounting thing. We'll make that work and go from there. Uh, So that's really how that shift happened. It was, I wasn't qualified and wasn't, equipped for the coursework that I had to take for a theater major. And my work showed me what business can do. And accounting is really the language of business. That's the the key phrase they use, but it really is. The numbers just tell the story of what's happening. And so I learned to analyze that story and know what's going on in a business. So a roundabout way, uh, this is not where I saw myself when I was a freshman in college, starting my theater degree. 
this was not where I would have seen myself a year and a half ago after I finished the public accounting internship that ultimately got me the job offer. This is not where I would have seen myself six months ago when I was wrapping up my consulting gig to go back to uh, the company I'm with currently and finish out my degree. So none of this was planned. And that is the greatest part is that I've been able to act on new opportunities uh, and especially over the last two weeks and, and the previous six months ahead of that, there's really been an acceleration towards self-understanding and self-assurance and wanting to do things my own way and being willing to step up and make it happen. Yeah, man, that's so cool. And so um, I'm kind of interested in the challenges that you faced along the way yeah, um, and how you've overcome them or, or are overcoming them and like a little bit about the, the kind of, so it's the personal growth um, journey that you've been on, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I am a very, I was raised to be a very humble person. Um, so I'm hesitant to talk about my accomplishments and stuff like that. That has been very weird to me to start to overcome because it's weird to say, oh yeah, I started as a theater student and now I'm a finance student and potentially that's an interesting story. Uh, so one of the coolest realizations has been, I have a crazy story. <laughs> right. Um, right. And so that's been one thing is just building that, that willingness to share my story and, you know, kind of, kind of be vulnerable because at the end of the day, that's what we're doing in podcasting or, you know, in just speaking to others in general, you expose yourself and you become vulnerable. And I think it's, it's been a very dependent, my development from that perspective has been very dependent on building my own self-confidence um, to an extent. And then it got to a point where I was in so much self-development that there were too many voices outside of my own that I lost my own voice. And so it's, I've had to kind of detox and say, okay, here's the one or two key takeaways I've gotten from all that self-development reading I did and, and through all of my personal self-reflection. And now I need to act on that. So by far the biggest thing is, is to be self-aware and be willing to have the ugly, crappy conversations with yourself that you don't want to have. If, if it's an elephant in the room, you have to talk about the elephant because otherwise you are wasting so much space in there, right? Um, so, so the biggest thing is to be willing to have tough conversations with yourself. Uh, a lot of times that might mean totally detoxing from other people's message. One of, one of my favorite uh, entrepreneurs on Instagram and influencers on Instagram was Gary Vee. Uh, I cut out his content significantly because he and I have very similar styles, very similar messages, and I don't want to be a Gary Vee clone. I need to create my own message, right? And so it's an inflection point where, number one, you start to realize what you actually care about. And number two, you start to realize the only person that cares about it in the same way you do is you. And so you have to act on that and you have to align your values and what you're doing. That's how I define happiness is, mm -hmm. do you have a fundamental alignment between what you're passionate about, what you value, what you care about, and what you're actually doing? If one of those things is out of whack, then you're going to feel like you're in a funk. And that's the biggest thing that I've realized. Wow. I love how you said uh, the cloning part, because I think there are a lot of people out there who are trying to mimic what other people do. You know, one guy that I absolutely love, but I don't associate myself with him so much is mm -hmm. Eric Thomas, because Eric Thomas, what he's been through and what I've been through are completely two different things, right? Yeah. So the way he says things is the way I wouldn't say things. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, so I'm yeah. not gonna see myself 
taken a lot of his content or his words or this or that. But I think there are a lot of people out there who, you know, you actually see in the comment section of Instagram or YouTube that they are trying to be like Gary Vee and whatnot. And, and they become very bold, like in a sense that if you type a comment, they're very condescending or this or that. And I'm just like, okay, this is just weird. So yeah, cutting out that content. Yeah. And I think people need to understand that they need to just develop themselves in the person who they want to be, not someone who already exists. So that's a very mm -hmm. powerful point. Exactly. And so if you don't, it, it takes conscious effort to figure out who you are as a person. It's tough. It's weird to sit down and say, oh, I really didn't enjoy that. And here's why. Um, it can be very, you know, very cause and effect style. It can be very boring to do, but and it can also be very challenging to do, but it's what you need, you know, be true to yourself. Like I've realized, you know, Gary and I might have similar styles and we might have similar outlooks, but a friend of mine pointed out, he's usually the first one in the room to talk, which if, if he knows the subject matter, he'll be the first one in the room to talk. I am the last one to talk because I tend to soak up what everyone else is saying and weigh their perspectives before I weigh in, if that makes sense. And so, yes, I take, you know, inspiration from how Gary creates content and the type of content he creates and his posting schedule and the fact that he's a successful businessman. Of course, I'm going to soak up that professional and that technical knowledge, but I'm not going to soak up Gary Vaynerchuk and then put it back out into the world. I'm going to take the parts that are relevant and let myself have enough space to be me. You have to give yourself permission to be you. That's, that is the end goal, is to just be comfortable being yourself. And then from there, you really get to kind of explode in terms of, of personal growth, professional growth. But it starts by defining what you want and why you want. It. Yeah, absolutely. And so on that uh, like self-reflection um, thing that, you, that we were talking about, do you think that it's more challenging for younger people or, or not. I'm kind of curious about that because I've done quite a lot of work with people our age. So I'm 23, you're 21. Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. So like some of them are just like not necessarily open to that and yet yeah. we know how powerful it can be. And so I'm just curious on your perspective, if you think it is more challenging for younger people, you know, in personal development, development, personal growth, self-reflection to go through that process. It definitely is. So, um, imagine I throw you a tennis ball. And I say, okay, this tennis ball, we're going to put it in this room and it's going to bounce around and go crazy. And then we're slowly going to add more and more other colored tennis balls to that room. And you have to track your tennis ball. You lose it, game over. You totally lose yourself, right? The more and more tennis balls you add to that room, the tougher and tougher it'll be to track yours. Your voice is the same way. The more access to different perspectives we have and the more access we have to different people the easier it becomes to lose ourselves now don't don't take this the wrong way because that connectivity is incredible it's insanely powerful we met over instagram that is not possible in any other world you know we got bangkok we got england and we got the us all on a conference call that that is insanely powerful stuff but when you add more and more voices to the mix, it becomes tougher to keep track of your own and to ultimately develop your own. And so to an extent, it takes deliberate effort to kind of walk away and say, no, I need to do this instead of what this person's doing. That's where you're different. So it's insanely challenging to 
to develop yourself nowadays because it can, there's so many different people we can choose to emulate. If we don't, you know, and it's, it's easy to get feedback on how we are as a person. If you're a jerk, you're going to get feedback that you're a jerk. That's a tough thing to do. You know, some people pull that off and that's their niche. I ain't about it, but hey, if it works for you, it works for you. So it's, it's insanely challenging for any young person to, to step up and say, oh, this is who I am as an individual nowadays because there's so many people they can emulate. And if, if you take things the wrong way, you will totally lose yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, you know what? Do you have any outer forces that are, you know, like if you sit down in your class, okay? Mm -hmm. So you sit down in your class, you got, I don't know how many students in there, let's say about anywhere between probably 30 and 5,000. Okay, we'll so you're looking around your class. Yeah, okay, so we'll say about 50, right? Yeah. And if you look around and whatnot, do you, be this entrepreneurial side, do you see a lot of that in any of these other students? Do you hear conversations about people doing this, doing that, or they're all about, you know, just going out and partying? Do you feel that youngsters in your university, in your area, in your tribe even, do you think they have a sense of purpose or do they actually know what they're trying to do? Or are they just kind of just weaken it just by going to university, collecting a degree and just hoping for a job after? What do you think? Yeah, so so bear in mind that there's to an extent a a sampling bias because I am a small sample of a specific university. Uh, so I can't say whether or not my sample is representative of the entire young people population, if that makes sense. Uh, so there is some bias based on the environment I am in. Uh, but what I will say is the conversations that I hear a lot of my peers having are very different from the ones that I'm having. Um, for the most part, the default, regardless of where you're at in the States, is go to college, get a degree, and you'll be fine. Uh, that narrative has been somewhat shifting over the last couple of years, especially as student loan debt balloons and all that kind of lovely stuff that we're dealing with. Um, but, but the conversations are very different. A lot of times it tends to be, oh, I'm going to this firm after I graduate. I want this job in this role, and I'm going to go on this path. I'm sort of more winging it. I know the direction I want to go to, but I don't know what path will come up to take me there. So I have the end goal in sight, and I don't know if the right turn or the left turn is going to come up, so I'm just going to take it in stride. Uh, but the conversations are very different. I think among younger generations, from what I've heard, don't quote me on this, different styles of or, or different professional options are becoming available and are becoming commonplace. Like the, one of the most popular jobs in, you know, for young people in the US to want is to be a YouTuber and a vlogger. Like that's awesome because we're starting to see the impacts of how much more opportunity that there is throughout this current environment that we're in. Uh, so I will say among my peers, the default still tends to be go to college, get a degree, go to a really cool, a really big investment banking firm or a big four accounting firm, and you're going to be totally fine for life. That is a very different conversation than I'm having. Uh, I've started to try and surround myself personally with more entrepreneurial people, but it's tough to find. Uh, and, and I definitely need to do a better job of finding it because that's the environment that I'll thrive in. On that, you know, that system and all that, yeah, whatever we want to call it, that you just mentioned. Yeah. What's your like own personal opinion and thoughts on that like way of doing things? I call it like the traditional way of doing things, you know? So yeah, I'm just curious on, on your own personal opinion and thoughts and feelings on it really. Yeah, so, so in terms of like the traditional 
career track and the traditional life track of go to college, get a degree, go get a good job, working for someone, work 40 years, buy a house, have a family, then die. Um, then, there it is. That's how it goes. There it is. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I have, when I started, that was the default. Like, I don't remember making a conscious decision to go to college or to go to uni. Um, it was just what was happening. It was the reality. Yeah. I don't, I never made that, that decision. Um, but I will say my perspective has drastically shifted since I've realized how much opportunity there is in the world. Um, so first and foremost, all of my learning I have done in the professional setting, that in and of itself is mind boggling. Someone hired a nine, no, a 17 year old intern, kept him around for four years, and now he's doing some cool stuff. The fact that that happened in my own personal life totally starts to shift the narrative. Couple that with the fact that the, the trade-off, the cost benefit to going to uni in the United States, it's diminishing. You're, you're getting less of a value for that college degree now because there's so many other things that come with it. I have to say the amount of opportunity that's available outside of that traditional path, it's insane. It's, it's unheard of. The fact that kids can be YouTubers, can be bloggers, they can be vloggers, they can reach an insane audience by paying for a couple bucks worth of ads on Instagram. Mm. Everything's shifting. The playing field is now level. Everything I've learned at uni, I could have learned on Google in a year and a half and then learned it as I needed to going forward. It's a hot take, I know, but I think personally, uni in the United States is under threat um, based on the new opportunities and new learning methods that are coming to light. That's huge, man. Especially yeah, just that last bit. I mean, and of course with like Valuetainment, Patrick or David, of course the CEO and him talking about the masses upon masses of student debt. And you know, I think all of this just coming, it's just gonna backfire on universities. And then you, of course you had the, I forgot there was a scam that just happened recently with one of the Ivy League colleges. Which, of course, oh. you know, happens out here in Thailand, too. Mm -hmm. uh, people just throw the money under the table, brown envelopes, you know what I mean? And so um, people are realizing that you can become ultra successful. Now, again, when I talk about successful, I kind of like using the Jim Rohn metaphor, where it's not about the success, it's about who you become in the process, okay? So people are trying That's to fair. catch butterflies constantly, uh, but they're not looking at the end goals. They look at the means goals rather than, yeah. of course, the ends goals. So, um yeah, other than that, I mean, the opportunity, it's all about the internet now. And I'm, I really have to agree with Gary Vee, you know what I mean? Because he says the internet is here. It doesn't matter if, of course, what America says, white or black. It doesn't matter if you're Asian, if you're European, whatever it may be. The opportunity is grand. If you know how to use it, if you have skills, or even if you have access to anything and you're living in a remote country, you can make a living, you know? It's so the that's, great Again, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. And so, Ben, do you have any uh, advice or final thoughts for, especially people of your similar um, age, really? So, like 19, 20, 21, mm -hmm. who are maybe at university, at university and they're thinking, hmm, did I like choose the right, you know, career <laughs> path or like, well, yeah. whatever it is? And maybe that they do now, or that now they are coming to that realization that actually, there's like different paths like what advice or final thoughts would you have for these um people really the biggest thing is to take a breath and don't worry um because look you're if you're finishing uni right now uh regardless of where you're at there's an insane amount of opportunity for you still 
and you've gained a lot of good expertise. It's a foundation. Uni is a foundation. It teaches you those foundational skills that you can then build on. But if you're finishing uni right now, and we're talking about the audience we are, like 19, 20, 21-ish, you have so much time. It's going to be okay. It's, it's the Gary Vee thing, you know, go 10 years and you'll still be younger than I am now, whatever. You have time. Just take a deep breath. It's, it's too easy to get stressed out about, am I going the perfect path? Am I going to do this the absolute perfect way? It's so easy to focus on optimizing the path that you don't enjoy the path. So take a breath. Like you have time. You're going to get there. Chart out what you want to do. Decide who you are as a person. Define success for you. That's the other thing I wanted to hit on, Arsenio, is the fact that Success varies by person. Your definition is totally different from mine. I could want to travel the world. You could want to have that golf, you know, have that golf membership, have the resort <laughs> life, that whole nine. We have totally different definitions of success. And that's perfectly fine if you live to your definition. If I'm trying to live to yours, I'm going to be miserable. If you're trying to live to mine, you're going to be miserable. That's right. So define success for yourself. We'll make that number one. Number two, Take a breath and relax. You got time. You got a foundation. If you made a wrong decision, that's okay. There's ways to kind of maneuver between where you are, where your expertise currently lies, and where you want to be. So for me, I have an expertise in accounting. I want to go into an operational uh, consulting type role, oversight type role. Well, how do I get there? Well, I start by getting an expertise in accounting. I then use that to help better people's operations and become an expert with operations. And then I figure out how to run companies and then I figure out how to fix companies and then I figure out how to overhaul them. So it's a progression. There's, there's steps that happen, but you have time. You can make it work. There is no need to worry because even in the worst case scenario, if you have access to internet and you're listening to this podcast, you at least have a pretty good life to start with. So you got time, relax. You can figure out your definition of your success, figure out how to live toward it. That's it. I love that, man. I love that. And so, Ben, where can people connect with you online, find you online, listen to the podcast, download it, all of that good stuff? Yeah, man, where, where can they find you? <laughs> yes. So the podcast is called Taste for Tenacity. Uh, I'm pretty biased. It's a pretty good name. Um, but it's available on YouTube. If you search Ben Trello, that's spelled T as in Tom, R-E-L-A, uh, it'll come up with some of my older content that I made last summer as well. So you can poke around that, see what you think. I do swear a lot more in the older content than the current content, so just be advised. Um, so yeah, I, the podcast is available on, Insta, on YouTube, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. There's also a link in my bio to where I have all the different podcast app links. So uh, I'm on Instagram at ben.trella. Again, that's T as in Tom, R-E-L-A. I'm pretty responsive there. So feel free to drop me a line if you uh, get bumped my way. The podcast is called Taste for Tenacity. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Awesome, man. Well, I will link it in the description. So um, yeah, definitely go and check that out for all of our listeners. Um, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. And uh, Ben, it's just been awesome again having you on the show, man. <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity. It's been fun, guys. Jeez. No worries. No worries. So, uh, yeah, guys, if you know someone who needs to hear Ben's message today, then share this episode with them. Uh, drop us a review, a comment in the comment section, and uh, we will be back next Friday for another episode of Motivational Mentals. Did you find this episode helpful? 
If you did, please leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe. New episodes of the Motivational Mentors podcast are available every Friday.